0: Welcome and you are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast Money Mail episode number 21 an audio deep dive into each of the week's lessons because we know not everybody likes to read and that's okay too. So hopefully these podcasts and audio versions of Money Mail on a Friday will help you get your weekly learning in and do something to improve your financial literacy And as always, pass this on if you think it can help somebody out there uh, that may be interested in financial literacy, or maybe they don't know that they are, but you can give them a nudge in the right direction. Right, let's get into this week's episode. The title was Guaranteed 150% Gains, so 100% and 50% Gains. Let's take a look and see what this was all about. At the time of writing this, if you contribute $1,042.86 a year to your KiwiSaver, the government will contribute a 50% return on this. This is $521.43. Unless you're a good gambler, you'll struggle to find a guaranteed 50% return each year. It is also compulsory for employers to contribute to their uh, their employees' KiwiSaver accounts. The minimum rate for employer's contribution is currently 3% of the employee's gross salary or wages. Again, are you a good enough gambler to get a 100% return on the same 3% each year? Thinking about that, you'd be smart to at least trigger each of these contributions each year as they're basically leveraging your contribution to get a guaranteed return. What about pouring a higher percentage into KiwiSaver? Is it worthwhile? Should you contribute more than the minimum? These are all questions to ask yourself. This really does depend on where you are at in your savings cycle and what your need for cash is. I.e. maybe you need to contribute the minimum only to then focus on paying down debt that is costing you a higher rate of interest. A lot of fund providers now offer an investment fund outside a KiwiSaver which you can invest in too. They aim to mirror their same KiwiSaver funds. With these you can access them when you need the money. Or perhaps investigate exchange-traded funds that we spoke about a couple of weeks back. Maybe you could create your own KiwiSaver retirement portfolio via sharesies or on a fund where you can still access it before retirement. Discipline is the key here though, Emma. And I know you've struggled with this every now and then. Come on, be honest. I have too. KiwiSaver gives you the advantage or disadvantage that you can't access your funds, except for circumstances, until you retire at the age of 65 as of the time of writing and recording this. The age of access is currently 65, and maybe that will change. You already know what I think about how this will play out, and who knows, it's a long way away for a lot of you that will be reading and listening to this. Who would you prefer to control your money? These answers are different for every reader, based on your circumstances. These are things you need to make decisions on and revisit as your life changes. There is no one-size-fits-all, especially for KiwiSaver, and especially when it comes to contributing more than the minimum. Because every person has different circumstances, you need to seek different advice tailored to yourself individually. Don't fall into the habit of reading generic articles targeted towards 400,000 people if you need to work out your situation. What did you just learn? Contributing more than the minimum might be good for a few reasons like forced savings or not being able to access the money, and then of course compounding growth. But that doesn't mean that it is right for everybody. So think about it first, and don't forget you can automatically save the other percentage you might have contributed to KiwiSaver somewhere else in the market, perhaps using an exchange traded fund or shares, or whatever you choose to invest through. Activity for you. Do you know what fund your KiwiSaver is in? Over 60% of people still have their funds in the default scheme, and are missing out. Get it sorted to match your investor profile. If this is you, and you're embarrassed, let me know, and I'll point you in the right direction. Adam from Compound Wealth has helped out a number of people in the uh, the Keep the Change community, and given them some advice as to what they should be doing in this space, so no question is a silly question. Are you thinking about forcing yourself to save more using KiwiSaver? 65 might be a long way away. Just because one person is doing it doesn't mean that it's right for you, so get some advice first. Do you know what cost you are paying for your KiwiSaver? You should all know the answers to these questions. Who's your fund that you're using for your KiwiSaver? What is it costing you? And what types of things are they investing in? Well, not many people unsubscribed last week, but there were plenty of positive messages. Have a good weekend. Luke. You're one of 1,688 recipients. There are 21 working through Keep the Change Night School. Did you know 38% of people under 35, or 38% of under 35-year-olds, are concerned they won't have enough for retirement, with 20 per 6 who don't know? Some pretty worrying stats there if nearly 40% of people under 35 are all wor- already worried that they're not going to have enough for retirement. So this email was basically about Questions that we get often around contributing more than the minimum to KiwiSaver, and really that isn't for that isn't something for me to uh, tell you, and it's something that you've got to work through yourself. And depending on your situation, and I would suggest seek some financial advice from a financial advisor around that, because in the meantime, for instance, uh, in the short term, it may be that you've got debt that you've got a high interest rate on and you might want to pay that debt down instead of contributing more than the minimum to KiwiSaver uh, or you might want to change your contribution as you go. But this email is also about highlighting the fact that the government's going to kick in $521 for every 1042 well for the first $1,042 that you put in. So even if you're not contributing to KiwiSaver every week, you might want to consider at least putting the minimum in so that you can get this free 50% return. So if you're putting $1,042 in, the government are going to put $521.43 in, which is a pretty good return on $1,000. Of course, your employer is going to make contributions as well if you are contributing. So something for you to think about when contributing to KiwiSaver. There's becoming more and more noise about whether KiwiSaver is a good idea or not. And I think for each individual, it's up to you to go and seek some advice from your KiwiSaver provider. Go and do some learning in this space because it's not going away anytime soon. And it should form part of your ultimate um, plan towards retirement and the access to money that you will have. So don't ignore it and don't think that you'll figure it out in a year's time or five years' time because you'll still need to go away and figure it out at that stage as well. So you might as well do it now before it's too late. And I've got mates who basically haven't looked at what their profile is in the past and have been shocked to know that they were just in a default uh, scenario where they weren't actually earning any interest for the last five years or making any capital gains because they hadn't stopped to look and see what their KiwiSaver was actually invested in. So take the time to understand it better and at least go after those 50% gains that the government are going to give you based on that $1,042 contribution that you can make. Maybe that will change in time. Maybe they'll get rid of that. But for now, I'll be taking that every day of the week each year. All right, hopefully that's helpful. There's plenty of information about KiwiSaver. If you give it a Google or you get stuck, get in touch with us and we can put you in touch with somebody that can help you. All the best. We'll see you in week number 22.